All right, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, and we're here to start talking about some fantastic racing on Saturday. There's five Group 1s. As you can hear in the background, there's a bit of Eagle Rock there. Uh, we tried it last week, Kohai and myself. Thought it might give our boys a bit of a chance in the season opener against Panthers. Backfired, so literally just going to go again. I was going to do some Thunderstruck uh, for I'm Thunderstruck, but I'm going to stick with Eagle Rock and bloody hope for the best this weekend. Um, five Group 1s, plenty of racing at Rose Hill. There's a couple of good ones up in Queensland, and obviously down in Melbourne, they've got the All-Star Mile and some good ones down there. So we're going to cover all of that uh, this podcast. So we'll fly through the Rose Hill, head to Queensland, bit of Melbourne, and wrap it up and try and land a good little multi on this Thursday afternoon. Tom, I'll go to you first. How are you? Yeah, Zach, I'm good. Obviously, um, mustn't have been a good winning week for you, mate. You couldn't afford the rights to some ACDC and a bit on um, Thunderstruck, so you um, had to stick with the um, the cheaper option in uh, Eagle Rock. But I understand that, mate. We all go through some dry spells. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. Foot, footy, footy's back. It's pretty good. Um, had a successful week. I backed Russo and got the quaddy last week, and then I uh, had Cam Smith in the golf as well. So pretty pretty good week, and um, yeah, that's what you want, fill up leading into the slipper week. So five group ones at uh, Rose Hill, I'll be out there, and yeah, it should be good, should be a good day. That's right, I had a pretty good Saturday too. Um, yes, Kohai and myself, we all were sort of went into DY Hotel and watched um, the Hello Sport Boys do their thing. Kohai and myself bought 13 plus jumpers, didn't end up putting them on because we were getting done 13 plus, but um, nevertheless, Kohai, how are you? Fuck, bold, bold option with the uh, opening of Eagle Rock. Fucking <laughs> hell, that, that was fucking bold. I didn't know what to think. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, hopefully we get to rip the plastic off soon <laughs> for the jumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fruitful all in all with through sports and racing. So, I mean, we just continue on into the carnival and it's a fucking fat day coming up. So, looking forward to it, boys. It is. It's a bloody good day. If anyone's not punning uh, with Tab, I know this is probably going to come out after the game, but the next couple of weeks, if you're going to have a same-game multi, have it on a Thursday because you either win, or if you don't win, you get your money back. I don't know how long it'll last. I reckon probably only the first five rounds or something, but yeah, worth a bet. Um, Saturday, we won't recap anything, really. I reckon we get into it because there's 10 of the best and a bunch of group ones. Unfortunately, it starts with the midway because this is one of my... has my is like my absolute nemesis. Um Came second in the last week when I thought I was pretty pretty good chance. But uh, this week, favourite is highly desired. Timmy Clark's aboard at $7 as well. So $7 the field is not easy. Reformus is there. Mahogany at 8. So we've got Stella Performer at nine fifty. Then we go straight to double figures with like Ice Crusher, Fantastic Baby, Actar and stuff. Um, Tom, real hard, I think. Um, have you had a thought? Yeah. Um, as you said, mate, they're pretty... They're pretty hard. Always Shaw looks a decent bet at $15, and even the Fossil, Andrew Gibbs coming to town for some long price ones. But, it, mate, the favourite at $7 isn't a bad bet, I think, at all. I think Claire Lever's done pretty well with this horse and Timmy Clark aboard. So I, I might go highly desired. But, yeah, Midway's tough one and very, very open race. We see a couple of them uh, being such a big week at Rose Hill. I think the last is just as... um just as wide, but yeah, I'm going to have something on uh, clear levers right now, I think. Highly desired, Coey, obviously took out Goulburn last start, you sticking with? Yeah, I'm sticking with um, seven bucks, like Tommy said, it's it's a pretty fat start, to be honest, it's wide open, um, 
recent win at Goulburn was super nice in benchmark company. Uh, I, I do think that there is improvement and upside, and the draw is quite nice. A lot of speed drawn outside of it, so hopefully it gets a nice cushy run in transit. There's, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the idea of Ice Crusher at 10 bucks. It's got a lower draw, probably sit off the speed. The real interesting runner is that David Payne runner, Mahogany. Not the Mahogany, but a UK import mm-hmm. Mahogany. Currently 750, so it's, you know, well found in it's the market. It's actually called Mahogany or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. weird. Munzee yeah. was going on better. Uh, but, yeah, it had a pretty decent two-year-old prep in the UK, and now it's a three-year-old over here down under. And I mean, if I reckon the track's probably going to get an upgrade. I don't think it'll be a heavy eight on race day, but I mean, there is light rain forecasted on race day, so it'll probably go back in the heavy. I, I reckon we'll start on a soft seven. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Um, and we'll keep our eyes close to the sky because uh, who the hell knows with Sydney weather right now and being a UK import, I mean, it probably find itself in a, a nice conditions, probably suit in the soft to heavy range for all I know. So keep an eye on it, but yeah, I'm with the favorite as well. Highly desired. I think I'm remembering the midway last week, I was on two up, which came second to Invincible Kiss. I'm cool with losing like that, but to Invincible Kiss, which just made no sense. That shit me to absolute tears. Um, race two is the Munro Stakes. Marzu is the fave here. Bacchanalia is here. Nash aboard. Smirnova, Pikey, and we got Ingratiating, Minsk Moment. Um, a couple of others at pretty big odds. Do we stick with Marzu, Tom? Yeah, mate, uh, since the gelding up, it's been real consistent, two, two in a row, and very impressive. So um, I'd take 230 as soon as you can because I reckon it's such shorter, and uh, it looks like the likely winner. Um, looking around there, Shakiro comes back. I, don't, I probably needs a couple of runs before we see the best of it. I don't think it's first up form's too good. Uh, a horse like Shahonka, I reckon, will really improve at Rose Hill. Um, tends to get out in front. Gay's horses do really well at Rose Hill, and Shahonka... We'll find um, it very interesting. Uh, Charters or Chartress or Matt Laurie's one as well is a very interesting run. There's a couple of interesting ones. Um, even though President uh, should be a lot better second up and ingratiating coming back from a group one. But, mate, I think Marzu looks pretty good. Yeah, I can't see many beating it. He's gone pretty much strength to strength, eh, Coey? 100% on his... Uh... I think it just gets the, the the run of the race. It's drawn the fence. I think it'll just park up behind the leaders, come the top of the straight, it'll just go bang. And, you know, like it's, it's one, two on the trot. As Tommy mentioned, the gelding ops done absolute wonders to it. And I'd definitely be, yeah, snapping that 230 up. It could start shorter. I reckon probably about two bucks is probably where I'd cap it at. But I'd be taking the 230 now. And for those playing for... I don't know, futures. I reckon it the six bucks at the moment for the arrow field is it's an absolute steal. I reckon you just yeah, I reckon you just look that up. I think it's just the informed horse if you look at the the current acceptances, so to speak. And yeah, I'd be having a little bit on that. Beautiful. Race three is the Manion Cup. So Zarek is the favourite here. Pikey's aboard. We've got no compromise. Shorefire at five bucks, Mighty Bill at sixes, Luncey's is there, Knight's Order, Nickajack Cave. They're all there. I think Zarex a pretty good bet. I know Pikey's aboard. It's four dollars and twenty of the best. It was four sixty today, so a bit of love. It was pretty good last start in the. It was in the heavy ten though. That Randwick City, whatever it was. I don't think it beat Stakes. Lun- yeah stakes. I think it beat Luncey's. So I don't know. I reckon it's a pretty good bet. I know it was the heavy ten, but a bit of support. Um, Tommy, what do you think? 
Yeah, but Lunsies was coming for it. And getting over a bit further as well, Lunsies, uh third up will be be looking sort of a ride. Knight's Order was beaten as well, and it might be suited more to Rose Hill as well. Good money for Knight's uh, Order, sorry, like, 15 in yeah, today. Mate, if, if it tends to be a bit leader-ish, Knight's Order and Zayra could really run away with it, but I've got to keep going with no compromise. I think it's it's about to win a race, and all these... All these uh, races above 2,000 metres really suit no compromise. J4, 53 and a half. Putting in some cheeky runs. I'm on it for the Sydney Cup, and I think I think Saturday's the day it, it gets its win. One I'm really scared about is Surefire in the uh, Frankel colours. It was really impressive first up. No one sort of knew anything about it and gets up paying $15 and does it easy. Whether this is the prep where it can really do something, maybe not, but terrifies me five bucks to find out as well um and mighty bell just been so consistent as well but uh what about it's called the queen's cup because uh they get to they get to hold a queen's cup in new south wales every six years the queen's got a horse in it and can't even make the field it's uh first emergency chalk stream so um yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah what about you Koi? i'm with the import uh i i super impressive last start um I think I snapped it up at 19s. Just only had a 20 on it, but I'll take it. Um, just, I don't know. I think it's just going to be it, all four of those horses that Tommy just mentioned. So, Zarek, No Compromise, Mighty Bill and Surefire. I'd say for early doors, just they're all sitting at 11 bucks right now in the Sydney Cup. So, I reckon it will sharpen up off the back of whoever wins or comes close regardless. So, I'd say take a slice of that. But, yeah, I'm with the UK import. I think that heavy deck, it's obviously fit. It's It looked really good, 53 kilos with Clipperton sticking. I think that's a tick. It's just so lightly raced, and I just see a lot of upside. And how often do we see these, you know, the UK imports that's travelling over a mile and a half or even further that just is pricked to the line? And I feel that it's going to be the same kind of scenario. And, I mean, it's wide open because, I mean, you look at Zarek, no compromise, Mighty Bill and Surefire – they're only within a point of each other. It's it's going to be one of the four definitely winning it. So I'm just I just think the upside of Surefire is really good, and I'd, I'll have a little bit on the uh, Sydney Cup market. All right, uh, race four. Not much happening in the market for the Epona Stakes. Leludes a fave. Brock Ryan rides at three seventy. Harmony Rose is there at five fifty. Galaxy Bell same price. Our intrigue, pretty much around the ten dollar mark. Welsh Legend for Tommy. We got Monigal for another Tommy. Just Thomas White. Uh, nerve not verb there at well for Pikey twice on Sunday. Uh, nothing at all happening in the market, but uh, Tom, money girl? Oh, yeah, I thought it did okay in the Canberra Cup. Um, struggling to make up, uh, most things were struggling to make up ground in Canberra, and I thought it did okay. And then a short backup, um, oh, it probably will have something each way, but the one I really like is Galaxy Bell. Um, I think it's been getting better and um, better each run. I think last start, um, really conditions didn't suit, and it still was really impressive in running on. Uh, 550 for it as well. I think, um, as Kelly was saying, around that heavy eight, soft seven, uh, really suits it. Jason Collard aboard on a back marker like it really suits, mate. I'm all over Galaxy Bell. What do you reckon, King? I thought Tommy was going to say Monogal and I was going to be all aboard the Monogal train. <laughs> I, th- I, uh, I genuinely think that it's, it's – I reckon it's overs at this current stage. I think Lelude will push out a little bit. That's what I'd be doing if I were the traders. I think just the barrier 
I, it, it's a it's a decent horse to elude, but three seventy of it, I can't take that. I genuinely can't. I'd rather be on our intrigue at nine fifty, for example, sake. How many roses won a Group One? You have to remember that it's going to be carrying fifty four. So I see a lot more upside in terms of price, uh, higher than the three seventy favourite. But yeah, I, I like Monogal. I really like Monogal. Um, I love the short backup. Teresa bait up no slouch. So the horse is obviously rock hard fit. Um, to, I think the opinions about Monogal is a little bit divided because I think Teresa really thinks it's a two thousand meter horse, but it's never won over the two thousand. Um, I guess that's why the the price is nice at, as it stands at I don't know fourteens or whatever it is. But you have it likes running at Roselle. It's had eleven starts there. It's had two wins and three minors. Um, Rachel King's book to carry fifty four, which is one and a half kilos less than Monday's run. Um, yeah, I'm all over it for the each way play. I think I think it's a good bet. All right, yeah. So when Monaco ran that camera, I think I did find Sacramento at a pretty good price. Uh, maybe a, maybe have a, got influenced by Anthony Manton, but thank you very much for that. We got race five is the Ranvit, and our girl very elegant, very short, and the shortest she's gone round a dollar forty at the moment. Montefilli is there at five fifty. Angel of Truth on Tons there, but to me, it's a sit and steer job of uh, J Mac. I can't see her losing, Tom. What do you reckon? Just a watch race? Yeah, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? It's it's small field, but um, there's still quality horses going up against. I mean, Angel of Truth has um, been consistent and and does um, does okay on the track as well. It's definitely won at Rose Hill, uh, beating a few horses before uh, on Taunt. Uh, goes well on the track as well. And Montefilia's first up run was. I think enormous, and then we've got a mercery uh, as well coming into it. So, I, look, it's a tough. I think it's a tough little field, but she's she's got to be still too good. Uh, she'll be third up. She'll be fit as um, coming off a big win last start as well in the uh, Chippy Norton. So, look, you, I think you got to be weather. I think Montefilia though is going to going to be the real eye catcher and might cause a bit of a scare. But yeah, very very elegant. Coey, what can run second to her? So, I've written on my notes. I, I, I've watched a couple of replays of this emissary that Mick Moroney's got, and I don't mind it to just figure in the in the second second slot. Um, Angel and Truth and, and Anton are probably going to run along, bowl along up front. That's just how they race. So, I'd imagine they set up the speed, and who, who knows, they might go, they might shoot for home, catch everyone off guard early. And I'd imagine that's the only way they could possibly win. But very elegant's just way too classy, so it'll just probably catch him. At, <laughs> it'll just hit the go button at the top of the straight and just a couple of bounds. Off it goes. But I reckon Emissary might be a little smoky that just follows very elegant in. And depending on how hard the leaders go, small fields are always dangerous to play, but I don't mind the $4. I think it's still 4 bucks the place. Um, $3 now. $3 bucks the place now. Yeah. So it's it's tight it's tightened up a touch. Um, even the three bucks, I think it's not a bad bet. Uh, it came second against uh, a third against Cascadian in the uh, Peter Young the other day, and that form's not horrible. I think that's genuine, you know, class and company. I think it's holds up to this. So I wouldn't mind the place bet on the misery. Otherwise, it'll just be just a watch and watch watch, watch greatness happen with yeah. V- yeah. Very elegant, just, I mean, hopefully it shits in. 
gets yeah. another group one. Makes it. What is she up to? Will this be 12? This will be 12. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Rosal Guineas, 2,000 metres of the best and Animos going around at two bucks. We got Converge at 360. Profondo's there. Forgot You is here up in Sydney. And then we go straight out to the $26 mark. But Animo, two bucks. Converge slightly behind. Profondo and Forgot You. Tommy, is this Animos to lose? I wouldn't go that far. We saw what Converge did last start, but um, everyone's been waiting for Animo to get to 2,000. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, I think. Uh, the Fugotchi's run last start was pretty good and Profondo was pretty bad. So it's really evened up the, these top four in the market, uh, top four in race book order, sorry, and in the market. But, um, yeah, really interesting for me. I think Animo gets it, but conv- uh, if there's any hint of leader bias at all at Rose Hill, it shouldn't be with it rail only at two, but... Converge could run away with it, especially scratching from uh, the George Rider to come here. Uh, it knows it can beat Animo, so I'm, I'm really worried about Converge, but I think it is Animo's race. Um, I think what's going to happen as well is Profondo is going to run out of its skin for a placing, and then everyone's going to be back aboard the Profondo train. But, yeah, I've got to be with Animo, and, yeah, from Converge, Profondo, and Forgot You. King? I think the top four is just clearly the outright first four. I think they're just the classiest types in this field. Um, forget about everything else below number four. Uh, Animo, yeah, step up to 2000 is huge. I think the Randwick Guineas, 1600s. Well, I mean, it won the Hobartville over 1400. So, I mean, it can handle the sharper trips. But saying that, it needs, it loves the 2000. You look, you go back and watch the Cox play. It's the same deal, you know. Loves it. Converge. I, I, I guess the only question mark I have with Converge is just the fact that it's. Uh, I don't think it's ever run on the 2,000 metres. So <sighs> there is a little bit of a query, and that's why the bookmakers are gone. Obviously, Animo, two bucks, Converge, 350, 360, whatever it is. I definitely think it's a Quinella play. It's definitely a mouthwatering one because um, both these horses will go towards the day one or day two of the championships regardless. Oh, it's so hard to pick which one. I'd put it this way. I reckon both. I think Animo could come back out a little bit and Converge could come in a little bit. So I reckon it'll be a bit closer together come race time. So you could probably back either of them right now and make a, make a profit essentially. But I think Quinella's the play for me, really, Animo and Converge. Animo and Converge. All right, race number seven is the George Ryder. Forbidden Love is the fave. $3.80. Mawanga is back. $4. Tommy Berry aboard. Colette's there with J-Mac on. Private Eye could be a good chance. At $6.50, we go straight to double figures with Laws of Indices, Halal, Hungry Heart, etc. Forbidden Love's been pretty good. Mawanga, we've seen it do its best. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, mate. Um, Mawanga, two from two on the track. Uh, its first up run was actually pretty good, not winning the group one, coming second, but I thought the run on was really strong. I was all over it first up. So I think Mwanga runs a big race here. It's going to be really interesting in terms of speed. I mean, Forbidden Love has just had too much pace the last couple of runs. And look, it, it looks really good here as well, I think, Forbidden Love. But you throw in um, something like Riadini, Colby maybe going a bit forward, Halal sort of being going to be up in there. It sort of throws a bit of spanner into the works. Private Ice run last start was... Um, very good. We'd be running home as well. But I, I actually really like the bottom weight in Halal, the three-year-old um, in this race. I think Pikey aboard suits it really well. And uh, since Pikey's ridden it, it's his second and third in some really tough races. 
Mate, I want to be with I want to be with Halal. I, I, nice. It's it's a tough it's a really tough race, and I I wouldn't be surprised if Mwanga comes out and does really well. But even Colette, we've seen Colette's best uh, race here over the fifteen hundred meters at Rose Hill. But uh, I just can't I can't go away from Halal um, competing really well against um, some pretty good three year olds, and and now to an open weight and a lightweight George Ryder, where we're seeing some horses probably who have have um, had their better days in front of them. Like the form around Colette's been questionable. Colding, we are ha- uh, very questionable as well. I think Private Eye uh, was really good first up and it's probably going towards a um, Donnie next start and I want to be on it then. But, yeah, it's uh, I've got a question, Mark, a few of these. Laws of Indices, uh, I got a sack after last week or last run and Hungry Heart um, doesn't seem to go well at all on a wet track. So Forbidden Love... Massive danger. I'm I'm with Halal though. I know that Nico. I normally do the Melbourne podcast with. He's been all over Halal this whole prep, and he just says begging for a big win. So, Coey, who are you with? I'm with the favourite here, purely because of the speed map. I think. Um, I genuinely think, yeah, Colding and all them could press forward, but I don't think they'll pester the lead so much. Rear Dini would just fly out the gates as probably expected, and I think it'll cross quite comfortably. And I'm I'm really hoping that. Because Forbidden Love's actually drawn really well, it'll just sit off the back of it. And I've got a feeling Rio Dini won't do what it did last campaign where it just just shot for home, if that makes sense. So um, when you had the place bet, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think hold on. Yeah, I think it'll be more of a kind of a sit and sprint kind of affair. Regardless of the company, I think it'll be a bit more sit and sprint. And I'm hoping that, Forbidden love with a low draw just sits on on its tail, just smoking his pipe or her pipe, and just going bang at the top of the straight and just wave everyone goodbye. I, I just genuinely think there isn't enough early toe in this race, um, and that's why I've kind of disregarded Private Eye and the likes that are kind of towards the back. Uh, Private Eye for matter actually it's drawn one, and that could be really sticky for it. I think it might go three pairs back on the fence, which. It'd be ridden for proper luck, and I just don't think it, it. It it will rally late, but it'll be for the miners only, and that's why I reckon the favourites got a. It's got a right hold on it, and I think it's it deservedly uh, will take the chocolates this race. Three dollars eighty. All right, the Golden Slipper, good race. Cool and Gadda, four sixty of the best. We got Sir Jardin at six fifty. Best of Bordeaux has been backed all week. She's extreme. I think this is a great bet. I think it's even a decent place bet, to be honest, at $3. It was really good last week, and but Brett Preble's aboard this time. Jack and O, uh, our friend Alex has said, this is the go-to horse if you're going to be backing one of the help Melbourne form. Um, and Huey's been riding pretty well. A little bit of a drift today, though, 10 or 12. Fireburn's there, Russian Conquest, Revolutionary Miss, Queen of the Ball, Sebenak. Pretty bloody good race, Tommy. Have you had any uh, success in the slipper in the past? Mate, yeah, I um I had Kamichi. Um, there's Moss Fun was another good result for me, and Sainsfire was a great result last year. So there's been a couple of times we've done okay in the um slipper. Um, this is a tough one though. This is real tough. I think um the way I sort of see it is in terms of speed. I think Bessel Bordeaux looks looks a likely leader. The the other two questionable ones that are going to be uh, going forward will be. Queen of the Ball and um, uh, Rise of the Masses, both for Sir Owen Glenn. And I, I just wonder, we've seen um, 
Queen of the Ball not being able to match with best of Bordeaux before or and from that wide gate, Rise of the Masses has just sort of really got to go forward. But I really like the fact that Best of Bordeaux um, competed in the Silver Slipper and was just too quick for all of them. I think I'm going to stick with that form and see if Best of Bordeaux can do it. We've got a really good field of uh, horses chasing, though. Um, uh, Sweet Ride. Uh, sorry, She's Extreme. Seven, uh, Seven Veils is an underrated horse, Fireburn, and... As Sir Jordan's done barely anything wrong as well. Dormier, I agree. Um, that Melbourne form, might, we might see a couple of good ones come out of that. But I would be with Best of Bordeaux. And the big main danger, I think, is Gullen Gatta. I don't think it'll be far away from Best of Bordeaux and could, could use it to really get into the race as well. I think they're going to be really close and sort of come on with it with a massive field coming in uh, right on the line. But I've got to be with Best of Bordeaux. Then maybe something on Gullen Gatta. But, uh, mate, you could... You could read this a, a thousand different ways and come up with a thousand different um, uh, results. But, yeah, best of Bordeaux for me. It's going to be interesting because quite a lot of people that I've spoken to in the last couple of days pretty much don't think Cool and Gatter should be favourite. They're iffy on the big break. They're iffy on the bit of a heavy track, if that's the case. Like we saw on fucking Greece, the horse I liked the other week. But, um, Coey, are you giving Cool and Gatter a chance? Yeah, Zach, I totally agree. Like, I think Cool and Gatter's... I mean, it's come into a nice price. It's four eighty now, and who the hell knows what happens come race time with with it? Um, it could it could sharpen in the market, and it could run you know four bucks, three fifty for all I care. It could be an absolute massive yard yard watch, I reckon. Um, but saying that, it'd be an absolute masterclass if Cool and Gatta get wins wins the slipper after a sixty three-day layoff, mm. which is which is the, the longest in history leading into a slipper. Um, so, you know, hats off to the Mara Neusis team if, if it lobs, but I'm just going to go follow, I guess, a bit more of my gut instinct. And I wouldn't mind back in a few, but I, speed is the real, real tricky one. I mean, I, I did like best of Bordeaux, and I think it will probably lead, but I'm just going to... I think it's just going to be too hot with Queen of the Ball drawn inside of it. I'm going to I'm going to back something that's going to just sit slightly off the speed and then just once those leaders get on weary legs, they just fly and up. I'm taking a chance on the short backup of She's Extreme for one. I think it'll get a really nice cozy run behind the leaders and I see much the same with say Sir Jordan. I mean, I genuinely think that it's the most open slipper that we've seen in a number of years, right? Like we've seen sh- pretty short favourites. Like stay inside last year would have been below three bucks. I've got a feeling it was. Chris Court gave me uh, tens. Yeah, I know. Outrageous. <laughs> I, I genuinely think like Charlatan could get the run of the race as well if it decides to press on a little bit more than usual, if that makes sense. Uh, I know it's known to be a bit more of a back marker, but if it decides to just... You know, uh, yeah, with the low draw, just kick up a little bit. Maybe sit off the outside of, let's say, Sir Jardin. It could just be halfway up the pack. It doesn't have to be so far back and just fly home. And I can definitely see it happening. But if I were to back two horses in the race right now, I've I backed She's Extreme before its run last week. I like the short turnaround. Anthony Cummings has huge report wraps around this horse, so... I don't mind that. And Sir Jardin, I mean, winning the English Millennium and, you know, not the English Millennium, it was the Golden Gift, sorry. 
the form lines are strong. What so, price did yeah, you get like for I, before it won last week? She's extreme. I think I got a, uh, I got eleven. No, oh. sorry, fifteens. Yeah, right. So it's about eight bucks or something now. Yes. Yeah, so it's like eight eight fifty or whatever it is now, and yeah, like jockey I, change. I won't be. I, I wouldn't be putting any more money on it purely because I reckon it just opens up a little bit more option for me to just back maybe something that's a little bit left field. Mm. I might back best of Bordeaux, but yeah, those two caught my eye in terms of where they land in the map. So I'm going to just stick with them. She's extreme and Sir Jardin. I think I'm going to do the same. I think I, she's extreme. I like it. I wish like Tommy was still on, but Tommy's obviously likes uh, or he's locked into Russian conquest. But uh, the galaxy is uh, race nine, the first galaxy isotope is the fave. Little bit of a drift, but it's four dollars away. Game is there, and Linda Meacher's here to ride eleven dollars and eight fifty overpass. Timmy Clark had a great win in Melbourne two weeks ago. Brooklyn hustles there with J Mac. I love seeing J Mac riding nine dollar fifty chances. Big parades there as well. Paul Lely at tens in the Congo. Shelby sixty six is going around and got a start with the scratching. Um, Shelby sixty six has just been taking the piss the absolute the last couple of weeks, and it's really cool to see it running in this big race. But Tommy, who are we with? Galaxy. It's a good race. Very good race. There's a lot in it. Uh, last up winner Malkovic. A few others there. I, I think. Menage is over the odds. I think Pikey on uh, for John O'Shea. Um, it was nearly favourite or second favourite for um, the Oakley Plate and just never was in it. Sort of got stuck on the rail and, yeah, it, it was never in it. I, I think Menage is a good, good spec at $18, five the place. Um, but Isotope, I, I've always been a fan of it. Away game's been consistent lately. Big parade, getting getting a start here. And Pulele's uh, had a good freshen up. Shelby can't knock. Um, a lot of money with Shelby too, but yeah, I'm going to back something to the odds. It's a real um, this in the next race of the quaddy is going to be really tough trying to trying to find a few to fit in, or even with the slipper as well. So it's going to be a nice quaddy, um, whatever it pays. But yeah, I'm going to go with Minaj Bikey. I like it. Minaj had a huge win at last prep last October or whatever it was uh, at Flemington. Huge win in the last. I remember it very clearly in J Mac Road. Coey, who are you with? Mate, just imagine if Shelby 66 won, though. Be the best thing the ever. The party boy. So good. The pa- if the party boy salutes, the roof, well, the proverbial roof of Rose Hill will literally just blow off. I'd love to I see Danny Williams. Be, yeah. Oh, it'd be an absolute spectacle, wouldn't it? Imagine if Shelby went from a highway this prep, uh, second behind Eduardo, wins a group three or two. I think it was a group three last week and then wins a group one this week. It'll be absolutely (laughs) scenes. It'll be fucking scenes. But saying all that, um, let's start with Isotope. Isotope, I can totally see why it's favourite. I mean, there is, there must be a serious hold on Isotope. You can look look that up after the show, Tunnis, because, I mean, the disparity between prices is enormous, really. Um, I can see why it's favourite, like I said, because the win in the millions, uh, it genuinely just never runs a bad race. It's such an honest horse, and the interstate runner could definitely salute. And I mean, it, for favourite, it, it's about four bucks. It's not a bad price at all. Um, I just want to look a bit outside of it, and I'm, I'm just hoping that there's an absolute just flutter of speed that just, just a cluster fuck up front, which just, yeah, which you know I think will map out for a, a backmarker. Minhaj wouldn't be a bad call, but I've gone. The same colours, but the other horse, Brooklyn Hustle. I think Brooklyn Hustle, um, and I guess away game of that matter, I think just with the speed battle up front, I think 
the race could be really decided for it in the first 600. If everyone settles in the run within the first four to 600, I mean, I, I think they might be, it'd be probably too tough for them to run down the leaders. Uh, I honestly do think, but both Brooklyn Hustle and away game being, you know, 950 and what, 11 bucks or so. I, I think that's just, there's so much value outside of that 380. I just genuinely think that you could probably just back a, you could probably back three or four of these just at a price, uh, a place price. Pushing the bundle bit. You know, like, I mean, let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, Tunners, but I genuinely think that there's so many great each way bets in this. And I think for mine, it's Brooklyn Hustle and away game. The second and third elect or thereabouts anyway. You're getting $4.53 if you would like to both back them in a bundle bet. Not that I've ever done it before, but um, (laughs) that's not bad. All right, the birthday card stakes. The last of the day, 1,200 metres of the best. We've got Steinem, five bucks. Uh, Mallory's there, Pike's aboard, 550. It's me. Um, Could run well, I think. Hugh Bowman, $7. We've got Samut at seven bucks. We've got Catalan at $7. And we go to double figures for Mabusha, Amanate, Robo Dira, and Geist. Tom, tough race to round out the card. Yeah, very tough. I think it's me. He's had a couple of good runs um, since his long layoff, and we might be seeing the best of it. Third up, Huey aboard. Uh, Mallory, really good last start. Pikey aboard now, and Steinem coming off a nice trial. But I'm going to go against all that. Um, if if we're on a dry track, it'd be Catalan, oh, but I think it's going to Mooney Valley Friday night, and I'd be getting on it for that race. But I one I'm where this Chad Schofield's mount in Samut. Um, it's first up run in the country at Canterbury was really breathtaking. And it's um, been trying to go to the midweeks, but unfortunately we've had a month straight of midweek meetings cancelled. I think I think um, it's actually five out of the last six that have been cancelled. So um, it, it finds a, finds another race here and should be fresh, uh, pretty fresh again after not running for a few weeks. Um, I really like this and would go back and watch its first up run. It was really eye-catching and, I think it, it's only going to improve here when they do that first up. And, yeah, I, I've got to be with it. I remember it very clearly because I was on the second horse in Itar or Itar. I can't remember what it was. And two up, the one that I backed last week, ran third. Uh, Coey, in the last. I'm hoping for a big pikey salute in the lucky last. I Mallory was huge um, last start. I think 1,100 might have been just its undoing. It might have been just a little bit too sharp for it. Steps up at that extra 100. Uh, I, I just think that it's since having that tie back off operation, um, it's come back a better horse, more sound horse. I think it's more reliable. Uh, I think when it was two years old, I think we were just a little bit, there was a lot of hype and boom around it, but we just couldn't catch it. I think this time around, I think it's in for a huge prep. I'm hoping so anyway. And um, yeah, as it stands, 550, uh, I, I, I'm going to take a, a slice of that very shortly, I think. Um and I'm hoping the the Rose Hill crowd absolutely blow the roof off Rose Hill when they see Pikey storming down the outside and just, for all I care, he can salute. Just do whatever you want. But I reckon Mallory just wins. Samut was a, huge in that first up debut in Australia. But I just think, I'm not sure how he measures up with the group company, Tommy. I think it, it, could, be, it could be up to it. it. There's a few question marks around it. And I think seven bucks is a little bit too short for mine to find out at the moment. I think. If it drifts into double figures, I'll be all over it. But I think in terms of the what's at the top of the market, I think 550 for Mallory is it's juicy, I think, in my eyes. 
All right, that is Rose Hill, um, a bunch of the best there. We're going to have a look at Flemington. We'll check out the All-Star Mile. We'll check out these races in Queensland for the two-year-old and three-year-old jewel. But let's go to Flemington. We'll start with the All-Star Mile. Zaki cost me an absolute stack last start. Is the favourite. Drawn 15, but Jamie Carr's on board. Jamie Carr's been taking the absolute piss lately, especially with her day at Morford Bill the other day. Um, that was really good. So Zaki's the favourite. 340, we've got I'm Thunderstruck, which I could have played on with. I might play off, play off with I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, six bucks, equal fa- equal second favourite with Inspirational Girl and Pinstriped Tefane at 15 bucks. Then we got Lightsaber, Mr. Brightside, Cascadian, uh, a bunch of them. Cool little thing for Inspirational Girl. With the tab, there's a competition winner, I think last year, and they get to pick the whoever's tab slot horse and they pick a wild card or whatever whatever it is. And last year, the punter had Mugatu. And if Mugatu wins, they win a quarter of a million dollars. And it happened last last year. So tab was spewing, but obviously it went off. This year, there's a bloke going uh, on track, and he's obviously if the inspirational girl wins, which I think has got a pretty good chance, he wins a quarter of a million buckaroos. So good luck to that punter. I would be riding that home. That would be the best sweat ever in that Flemington straight, watching inspirational girl just fly past Saki if it wins. But Tommy, who do you like? Mate, I was all over inspirational girl uh, first up. I thought it was just a little bit um, too fit uh, for a few horses there, but... I think Zaki's going to turn the tables. I'm a big Zaki fan, and I think um, the real Zaki's going to show up here and really go on from there. I, li- I really like Jamie Carr aboard. Uh, I don't think she did anything wrong first up. I just think it, it was just the run it needed. Um, I, th- I think we're going to see Zaki go from strength to strength as well. Um, it's it's a really it's a really good field. I'm Thunderstruck's going to look pretty good, and uh, there's a few others there that I could um, spruik as well. I don't big fan of Ice Bath and a few others, but I think Zaki's the best horse in the race, and um, I'll go with Zaki. So, so you don't agree, Coey? No, Inspirational Girl for me. I reckon the Inspirational Girl's going to go two up on Zaki. I, nothing against Zaki, but I just can't catch that fucking horse. I just can't. I genuinely can't. And for those who are listening anyway, I don't think Barrier 15 is an actual issue. I genuinely think it likes galloping room, so... It being out the car park shouldn't be really an issue. It could probably settle anywhere, and it it will still have a good race. I have no doubt about it. It's a class animal. But I just think Inspirational Girl, uh, it's got a perfect record over the mile, and Barrier 4, I think it's just perfect for it. I think it'll just place itself really, really nice in the run, soft trans- transit, and just I'm just thinking that it's got a good turn of foot as well. I mean, it's not... Probably not as good as Zaki's on the right day, but it's still, you know, I'd say world-class. I think enough to say. Um, six bucks, great price. Saying that Zaki at 380 or whatever it is, also, it's also still a great price because we haven't seen that price for it for yeah. shit point. a long, long time. But, yeah, I think the six bucks for Inspirational Girl, I'd definitely be putting it in like a – as a place – for for a bunch of multis, I think it's got a really really good chance, and I reckon it would be two years running for that tab, tab punter claiming the two hundred and fifty large. So cool, so cool if he wins. Um, any other Flemington race you want to look at before we head to the Goldie? No, not really. I mean, I'm Crickets? just having a browse over. It. Yeah, like I mean, the Ch- Cherry Tortoni's running, Gentleman <laughs> Roy's running. Like I mean, yeah. 
but I have I haven't done enough form to say the least uh, on those. All right, Goldie. The two I want to spruik yeah, probably would just be Yonsei. Yeah, Yonsei. I Yonsei, think Yonsei, uh, Yonsei, really Yonsei. interesting to see. No, they they did ask how they want to uh, pronounce, and they did say it's actually meant to be Yonsei, like Beyonce, Yonsei. Ah, but right. they didn't put the little little e apostrophe nah. thing on it. So Copy. it is Yonsei. Um, so I'm very keen to see how it, it goes again, stepping up. Um, it's just been so so consistent. And the other one is the horse in the last, Rocket Tiger. Uh, we haven't seen since last year's Golden Slipper. Um, yeah, Zach really really keen to see how it goes. Yeah, against Zach to Boss and Paperboy and a few others in there. But, um, yeah, they're the two I'm, I'm keen to play. I haven't done too much for Minton form, but it's uh, it goes well with uh, Golden Slipper Day. Um, and, and as you're about to mention, Zach, uh, Really good meeting up at the Gold Coast as well with the um, couple of cutest races, um, the dual races up there. That's right. And but, with Yonsei, seventy, it just keeps winning. And obviously, like, I've done so much form that I think Zach DeVos is an absolute special in the last Barry 13. <laughs> um, it's 5.50, but whatever. It'll run a place. Zach the Cat, not like it. Yeah. He gets a bit of a stitch from Barry 13, I would say. Or Zach the Assistance. I don't know, like, fucking something along those lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Goldie. So they're trying to just chime in on Golden Slipper Day a bit rude, but whatever. We got the two-year-old race, and she's got the boom is the fave $1.95 and you go straight to double figures for the rest of them which is like Burnish Gold even now Glamborghini Tower the Line I know I'm going to be honest I know absolutely zero about this two year old race Coey I know you've done a bit of form for this so I'll throw to you first genuinely I don't want to say this but I think the favourite's pretty close to a darn moral for the day Um, M word yeah I've dropped the M word Uh, about half a field coming out of the same race when she's she's got the boom one at Toowoomba, and the only she looked like winning from a long way from home, like a long way from home. Like watch the replay. I think it's it's I, I genuinely think it'll probably head towards yeah, kind of Queensland Carnival. I uh, definitely do think so. So you know it'll probably have a little bit of a breather off the back of this run, where like I said, it's the M word, so it's mm. just going to win and then have a little little paddock stay for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and this and the other. But I think, what have I written? Uh, the two-year-old ran quicker time over 1,100 than the boys on the same day. Uh, maintained the unblemished record from two from two. She has drawn a little bit wider uh, with speed drawn inside her, but I do think that she's just a better animal altogether than her competition. So yeah. I think she will prevail. Uh, definite danger. Lamborghini. Yeah. Uh, it's ten, ten, 10 bucks. I think it might be second favourite still. Um, she's drawn the, fa- uh, the fence and has plenty of early speed as well. So whether she's got the boom wants to sit outside of her or take the front, I, I'll see how the tactics actually work out. Seems like a real progressive type and I'll be looking forward to it, to seeing it really um, come winter carnival. I think she's got a real chance in some classy races. Anything to add for the two-year-old, Tommy? No, mate. Um, I'm talking to Max, Michael Maxworthy through the week, and he's he um even he did a little preview the other day, and he couldn't even find another replay to sort of go along, apart from she's got the boom because it was just so impressive. And the only thing I'll add is the Gold Coast tracks probably suits her more. I know Kelly said there's a bit of speed inside her, but I uh, I just can't see any anything out sprinting her. I think she's really good and. 
even from that gate, I think she just goes to the front and keeps going. All right, the three-year-old and one of the listeners, Ash Nicholson, he um he wrote to me on Facebook saying he's got an actual share in uh, Prince of Boom, which is the favourite in the three-year-old race. Obviously, um, out of a pretty uh, classy pony in Spirit of Boom. Uh, look, bastard, I'd love to have a share in this horse. It obviously won the Champagne, I think, last year. Could have done a bit better against... It's like it's run the likes of Startantes and stuff, and it had that great win at Toowoomba, the moved meeting the other week where it... Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, that is the favourite for the three-year-old. It's Prince of Boom, $3 uh, flat. we got Tiger Legend there at four sixty, dollars at fives, Enterprise Palm at sevens, Legal Esprit, Blackjack Boom. This is... um. It's a good horse, Coey. I know you've had a look, and I asked you to have a, do a bit of form for this for our listener, but um, what do you think? I think the the biggest thing about like this field anyway is just the genuine speed outside of her. Um, all the speed horses that I would have backed or would have minded at a price have drawn wider than Spirit of Boom, which entices me even more to back the favourite. I, I don't like backing two favourites in two features, but at the same time, like I was all over Enterprise Pom until I saw where it drew. Like it, currently seven bucks, which is reasonable, but yeah, just the car park draw just really hesitates me from backing it. Um, Cause Enterprise Pom has decent Sydney form. Uh, it came down here and, you know, contested against some of our best three-year-olds. So, you know, like the, you can't deny that form line, but just, it'll have to work a lot from where it's parked. So I've put a pen through it. Um, much the same with your know, likes of Tiger Heart, Les Bridges Runner in the famous kind of Bonho colours, Beery Cart, the same. They're, they're all speed horses, as you can imagine, being a two-year-old and 12, sorry, three-year-old and 1,200 metres. So I've just gone and figured, even if Prince of Boom decides to take a sit off the speed, just kind of, I don't know, one out, two back even, one out, one back. I mean, I think it'll just it'll just have the perfect run in, in the race. I think it just, it wouldn't have to overwork to maintain that position. It'll just, yeah. And the Gold Coast track, you know, you hit that hook swing and that ha- have that 300, 350 metres down the stretch where it could just peel wide and just go boom straight over the top. And that's just kind of how I see it happening. So I know it's what, three bucks, three ten right mm-hmm. now. I think that could potentially shorten. Uh, I wouldn't say that with, too much confidence, but I think the three bucks is well placed, about the right money, but there could be some late support for it. So I'll, I'll be on top of Prince of Boom at the current current kind of quote. Jimmy Orman as well. Tommy, anything to add? Yeah, yeah not not too much. Uh, just really good trial from um, uh, Berry Cat coming back. Um, I think Hoistead and O'Day have a couple of good ones in um, Berry Cat and Enterprise Pond, but the, the two clear um, standouts are Tiger, now legend, formerly um, Tiger Heart, now with uh, Les Bridge. Um, but it's going to be a question mark first up, I think, um, especially for a new stable, just to see how it is. But it did win a Vogue, um against um, a few decent ones on the first of Jan, so including Shahonka and Miss Hipster. But, yeah, Prince of Boom, I think, well, well and truly in it, just... Um, should improve from that that last start win at the uh, at Toowoomba as well, and 
Heathcote's just been on fire, and so has Jimmy Orman. Uh, I think he ran a couple of winners uh, on Wednesday as well. So between the two of them, I think they've got a really good chance here. It's um nice little race. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, yeah. I'm pretty keen on Prince of Boom as well, so let's all get on it. And I'm pretty jealous. Old mate's got a share, you bastard. Um, hope it wins. Three-year-old, cutest, jewel, sponsored by Tab. Um, all right, let's do a multi... All right, we are going a multi. This time we're going to be picking one each, and then we're actually just going to be chucking uh, Prince of Boom in as well. So fingers crossed that wins at $3. My leg, I'm going to go the Golden Slipper, and I'm going to put She's Extreme into place. It's $3. I think She's Extreme can place. Koei, your leg. Inspirational girl to place. I, I genuinely think it's a winning chance, but uh, for the multi's sake, uh, place at 2.20 in the All-Star Mile. Beautiful. And Tom? You're both cats. Um, <laughs> to go a win, for God's sake. I'm going um, Mazu. I think it's the best bet uh, of the day. It's in 10 Sydney, cents so. more, mate. Yeah, and mine's $3. <laughs> Thanks for the place. Bloody winner. Okay. All right. Stand by. So, inspirational girl to place. Mazu to win in race two. She's extreme to place. We've got Prince of Boom to win. You're getting about 50 to one. If we're cats, Kohai thinks inspirational girl can win. And I think she's extreme could possibly win. If you want to do that, you're getting about 380 to one. So, look, take your 50s and then maybe have a couple of bucks on all four of them. That would be a great little sweat. Um, all right, that is a bunch of Sydney, some Melbourne, some Queensland. We hope you enjoyed um, in about 20 or so minutes. Tommy's Melbourne Storm are going to be running out against the Rabbitohs. Tommy, quick uh, quick thoughts? Yeah, well, Zach, you said we couldn't do it after just in case they did lose and I would be really <laughs> shitty, which is fair enough. So um, Munster back. I think Munster's in for a big year. I think uh, Bromwich Grant back as well. South never won in Melbourne. Well, a bit sad. Welshie and George Jennings are out for the year, but I think Melbourne win. Craig Bellamy's 500. And back in Melbourne, I really wish they played it last week when they didn't have an AFL game on next door. Like, you think for sure, like, it would have been a better idea having having it round one when there's no AFL in town. But, hey, I, I still think they'd get a big crowd there and, Bellamy gets the win on his 500. All right. Coey, anything to add before we wrap up? Hopefully we get to uh, wear our Manly 13-plus jumper soon. All right. And I'll finish um, on Thunderstruck. I won't finish with Eagle Rock. But thank you, boys. Enjoy the evening. Tom, enjoy working. You'll be out there all day. Hopefully we get a bunch of winners and it'll be a fat day. Thank you, boys. See you, mate. See you, boys.